Hola, hello. Thank you for tuning in to Mujeres in the Know. How's everybody doing? I hope well. I have an amazing Latina woman guest for this episode, and I'm so excited that she said yes to be a guest. The guest is Judge Nereida Lopez Singletary, and she is a judge for Hidalgo County and also in Star County and Jim Hogg County. She has a great story to tell, and she's going to talk more about her journey to becoming Miss Judge Nereida. Let's go ahead and bring her in. Thank you so much, Judge, for being a guest on the Mujeres in the Know podcast. Judge Nareda, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, where were you born and where were you raised? And what schools did you go to? Yes, so hi, Natalie. It's an honor being with you today in this great Mujeres in the Know. So I was born in McAllen, Texas. I was raised in Mission, Texas, and I attended La Jolla High School. I attended UTPA back in the day. It was the University of Texas Pan American. I know that it has changed now, but I still consider myself a Bronx. And I graduated with an interdisciplinary studies degree and a minor in bilingual education. So after that degree, I went into the teaching profession, which I loved. Uh, after that, I went ahead and attended Michigan State College of Law, and that is where I received my doctorate degree. For how long were you a teacher? I was teaching for a few years. I was an educator in La Jolla ISD and also PSJ. And at that point, I decided that I wanted to pursue my dream. My dream was always to become an attorney. I applied to law school. Um, I got accepted several schools, but I had a lot of friends and I had a great opportunity for Michigan State. So I packed up all my things and moved across the country to the Michigan State College of Law, which was in itself culture shock, you know, um, being the only Latina in my class. Um, and also it was a shock just with the weather, you know, being from the Valley, South Texas, you know, you're used to this hot weather and moving into Michigan state, I was there for three years. Um, it was definitely different. I loved it, but the weather and everything was just different, you know, being a Valley girl. Is becoming a judge something you've always wanted to do and what inspired you to go into the field of law? My dream was to become an attorney. I'm the first one in my family to uh, acquire a post-secondary education. Both of my parents immigrated from Mexico. Uh, they themselves had a third grade education, but they came here in search of the American dream. So my parents raised me with great morals and values, except we had trouble, you know, when it came to the part of being educated. So um, I've always wanted to be an attorney. It just took me a longer time getting there. That had been my dream. It just, you know, I had to go through several different things to becoming an attorney. Did your family inspire you? They did. Like I mentioned, I was one of six. Uh, my parents, Salvador and Adelia, came to this country. And growing up, we were migrant workers. So we traveled the country, you know, there several different states working as migrant workers. So when you do that, um, you're able, I guess, to see or endure many hardships. My family had to endure many different hardships due solely to our socioeconomic status, among other things. And it was at that early age that I learned the value of justice and fairness. And I think that is what instilled in me or gave me my dream of one day getting education and becoming an attorney and being able to help other people that also had to deal with uh, different struggles and you know different um, situations where an attorney was needed to represent their rights. How important was it for you to move back to the Rio Grande Valley? Moving back, I always promised my parents, I promised my community that I would come back and help. Through my whole journey, I've had so many people that have helped me and encouraged me. 
And I always thought that it was very important for me to get myself educated, but then come back, come back and give just like many had given to me. So I kept my promise. After law school in 2009, I moved back home. I've been here ever since then. I started, you know, working in private practice and then just moving along each year or each phase of my life and always giving back and being part of the community. What would you say is the most challenging part of your job? You know, I love my job every day. I enjoy what I do. But of course, you know, there are challenges that we face. And one of them is just being able to evaluate every case that we have before us. You know, we have such a short amount of time for every case and we have to balance. We have to balance the factors that they, they come with each case in applying the law you know, being able to be fair and just, and also being able to hear the perspective from every party. The main, the majority of the cases that I hear involve children and children are our most prized possession. At the end of every case, I have to make sure that the best interests of the children, the main goal that their interests are being taken care of, and that involves listening to every party, giving everybody their day in court. When you go to court, you want for them to give you the time to listen to your case. And, you know, we have to evaluate, like I said, the factors, apply the law, and sometimes a lot of different things like their finances, you know. So every case is important to me because it involves a child, a family. All our decisions affect a family, affect someone's life. So I think the hardest part is trying to evaluate the case from every angle. And at the end of the day, making the best decision available for that family or that, you know, individual. And what do you find most rewarding about your job? You know, kind of the the same thing, you know, like I said, when they come before us, they have a problem that for them, you know, is, is huge. And they think that perhaps there is no solution because the most of the, the majority of the kids that are here are parents that are separated and both sides love their children so much. And just having a balance of how we're able to help both of them And we're able to do that because, you know, we have great attorneys, we have wonderful resources that we are able to utilize and help this family. So the most rewarding part is when you're able to help these families and at the end of the day tell, you know what, Judge, I didn't think that we could find a solution. But after, you know, you heard our case, you helped us with different programs, just being able to see them happy and being able to go back, like I said, and know that they had their day in court and that the best interest of the children is always our priority. I want to ask you, Judge Nareda, what is one thing you do that helps you maintain balance in life and remain in good health? Um, that is one of the hardest questions to ask. <laughs> we as women, as you know, as mujeres, we have so many guilt in our life. We have the mom guilt, the wife guilt, the sister guilt, yes. you know, the friend guilt, the daughter guilt. We have so many roles that we play that we have to always find a balance for ourselves. And for me, I have learned, you know, throughout my years that you have to take some time for yourself. And I have a great team behind me. So as what I try to do is always spend time with my children. Being with them is something that just, you know, everything else fades, all your problems go away. So I enjoy being with my children, spending time with them, spending time with my family, and um, also working out. You know, um, I'm not a hardcore workout, you know, someone that works out hardcore, but just take those 30 minutes for yourself to be able to give back to your family. You have to be in good health and in good spirits. So for me, family, friends, and 
working out. I'm part of a great group that it's called the Real Grande Valley Spin Group. So I love spinning. I love, you know, uh, working out using my bike and just, you know, spending time with your family to go ahead and just bring your spirits back up and then just continue to go the next day. I know you speak of the, your team that helps you out and is always there for you. How important is it for you to have a good team on your side? I think it makes the difference. You know, um, we have to be able to ask for help. That is one of the things that I've learned in my life that it's okay to ask others for help. It's not a sign of weakness. So if we are able to delegate our duties or delegate what we have to do, it makes everything else work so much better for everyone. So my team uh, consists of family members or friends that have been with me, some of them since I was in third grade throughout my life, picked up friends in different phases of my life and they continue to be part of my life. So my t I am blessed to have one of the greatest team behind me. You know, none of us can do it on our own and it's okay to ask for help. And I do that every day. Awesome. And my last question for you, Judge Nareda, is if you could give one piece of advice to a young girl who aspires to be a judge someday, what would you tell her? That is a wonderful question because what I would tell someone who's looking to become a judge or just, you know, growing a, a young girl or growing into a profession that she loves is that if you can dream it, then you can make it happen. There is no obstacle in life that will not get you where you want to go. We as women, we need to be, you know, women of consequence, women of substance, but more important, be a humble servant. So for all those girls out there, just like me, that had dreams of one day becoming an attorney, of one day becoming a judge is that if you can dream it, then you can make it happen. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Mujeres in the Know podcast. I'm so glad that Judge Nareda agreed to be a guest. She's an amazing Latina woman. She's a great example to other girls and to other women. It's Natalie here. And remember, please be safe out there. Cuidado, por favor. And I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Bye-bye.